0: Hello everyone. my name is Deiza for your podcast host for the series of Smart Talks powered by Lincoln University of Business and Management, a platform where we look at different topics from various industries and invite those industrious experts over for enlightenment. On today's podcast episode we have a very interesting technological discussion on web 3 communities also known as decentralized communities, a virtual space powered by blockchain technology, which is revolutionizing the way we interact, collaborate, and create value online. These communities go beyond traditional social networks, offering a new paradigm where members have direct say in decision-making, shared ownership, and transparent governance. Imagine a world where users collectively shape the rules, the incentives, and direction of the online community. From decentralized finance platforms to digital art collectives, Web3 communities are driving innovation in various domains, fostering trust and empowering individuals like never before. This is what today's discussion theme is going to be about. And we have the perfect guest for this topic, Ms. Maria Angel Garcia. A digital marketing specialist in fintech and blockchain industries, a recognized industry leader in Latin America, a TEDx speaker, principal consultant at business architecture and US Department of State alumni, global community lead at BNB Chain, and so much more. You can expect Ms. Garcia to be an extraordinary luminary for this podcast. Hello, Ms. Garcia. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Thank you so much.
1: I'm very excited and I'm also very honored and happy for this invitation. (laughs) So yeah, I'm I'm extremely happy
0: to be here. We are honored to have you on this podcast. So are you ready for our first question? Sure. Okay, that's great. So can you first explain to our audience what exactly is Web3? Okay, so Web3,
1: it's a word that makes everything a little bit more complicated, like <laughs> what is web three? Mm-hmm. But let's see it as internet. Mm-hmm. And we all know very well internet. Yes. So the evolution of the web starts with web one, uh, which is this pretty old website. I don't know how old are you guys, but probably your parents are <laughs> very <laughs> familiar or your older brothers with what I'm talking about. But remember when the internet was only to search for information and read? That's mm-hmm. That was Web1. It's a, a read-only concept where the information and the content was created mostly by certain companies and some limited individuals that had access mm-hmm. to the internet back then. Then... Web2, which is the second step, allows those readers, allows those users to create their own content. And this is basically what we have today, Mm -hmm. where people can create their content, they upload it, they create communities, um, they even monetize their content. But there are some issues that are important to highlight on Web2 and are the reason why Web3 is relevant. What are these issues? Privacy data management, um, monetization, and many others that are basically around decentralization. Mm -hmm. And that's what Web3 is looking to solve. Mm -hmm. Why does it matter? Because there are companies and there are places on the Internet that you go through and you don't know where are you leaving your data Mm -hmm. or you don't know how much you should be actually earning for the content that you are creating. Just to give you two examples, but there are several others Reasons why um, this is a relevant topic. So, on, on Web3, what we are looking to achieve is to erase the, the middleman, that third party where our content and our data relies without our knowledge. And we are going to connect ourselves and our content and our data directly to the blockchain to be the fully owners of what we create and what we do, and basically ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. So this reminds me of something that I read as I was researching your topic, that on the Internet, if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. Exactly.
1: And it's concerning because Mm -hmm. with all this artificial intelligence, you're basically giving them all your data, your voice, your face, your fingerprints, all your information, and if it reaches the wrong hands, it's going to be very bad. Mm-hmm. So that's why we need to highlight the the relevance of your da- data ownership and to be fully aware of the importance of your data, mm-hmm. because many people even don't know the value of your data. Mm-hmm.
0: So how does Web three tackle this? You discuss about you know how there is so much data issues. So I, from what I know, Web three is essentially there's a peer-to-peer network, there's a blockchain. So if there's any corrupted data on one um, single section on the network, the entire network, which is decentralized, makes up for it, right? So is this how data privacy and protection is working? Well, basically, I want to make it super simple, because I know it's a
1: difficult topic for for people, especially if they are new. Mm -hmm. We are used to Um, logging on websites with our email with our password here is it going to be replaced by your wallet and your wallet has information that it's visible is uncorrupted on the blockchain Mm -hmm. so you can connect directly to any service that you find and you can see what's behind the back end you can actually see where your data is going to be stored you Mm -hmm. can Uh, erase access if it's needed you can create a new wallet so it's it's a little bit mystic but if you learn how to use it correctly and you learn also how to read the information from the products that you are interacting with you can actually improve the the management of your data
0: that's great, because although it seems like a difficult concept to grasp, yes. from Web 1 to Web 2 was also a pretty difficult concept. So from Web 2 to Web 3, it's just getting better and better, right? So how can marketers learn more about Web 3? Well, this is a very new industry. Mm-hmm. The concept
1: of, of Web 3 and blockchain has been around 15 years or less. So we are, an, we are in a very early stage, and most of the people that you find working on the industry were at some point curious about it Mm -hmm. and they became enthusiasts and then they found opportunities for professional development. So if you're a marketer that wants to enter the Web3 industry, that's really cool because you are bringing mainstream, you are bringing Web2 experience, so you have an advantage. But there are some things that you have to consider that are very special of Web3 there's not only the marketing knowledge needed, but you also need to learn the, the concepts but because this is like a little jungle with their own, uh, with their own language, their own concepts. Uh, products are very different. Mm-hmm. So in my previous experience, I found amazing professionals from amazing companies, but their, their, their barrier to understand the culture of Web3 was actually their blocker. So I will recommend to take some time to participate in communities, and by participating in communities, you will find what needs to be improved mm-hmm. for your product. Um, which is which. There's a lot of room for improvement, for sure. Participating communities um, also you can find places to learn more about it. There are a lot of academias sponsored and supported by the major players in the industry. And there are also DAOs, which are Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, which are pretty well organized, many of them. And they also get support by major players to launch their own workshops, their own courses to teach how this works. So education plays a very big role in the whole industry. And many of of us are, are aware of it. So I will say that there's even... A, a lot of demand for for this uh, educational products, but they are also there. So you are just one click away, and once you learn about these concepts, once you uh, learn more about the people there and understand their motivations, their needs, you are very well prepared to launch something cool.
0: That is something that's very amazing because Web three at the moment it is it is something that is relatively new. But it is still on the rise, right? So, on this note, I would like to ask you: Could you give us a case study or a case example of how um, we can utilize Web three to enhance, and to, um, you know, support customer satisfaction? I have two cases, um, oh really? Two two okay. case studies uh,
1: that are um, activities that uh, makes me proud, and I enjoyed a lot uh, executing these campaigns. Okay. The first one is related to the launch of um. An artist, a digital artist, into a uh, exchange. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you want to buy art, digital art, you go to an exchange or you go to one of these marketplaces and you purchase it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's simple. Yeah. But the problem here is that he was he had a very big popularity on the mainstream market. His uh, designs are were all over the place, and this is the case of several artists. So, how can you? Um, motivate your audience that doesn't know anything about blockchain, about uh, wallets, about the marketplace to get your art. So with the artist, we prepare uh, a value proposition for this community that he already has. And his art had a very special component, which is based on the Venezuelan culture and the sentiments of, of many immigrants. So this is a kind of art that you will put on, on the wall of your, of your uh, uh, room and think about home, but you have it digitally. So he created a value proposition where he had some workshops to, to teach people about uh, how to, to create your own digital art. He will also deliver es- scholarships because he has a digital uh, school And there were also other uh, options that I don't remember very well at the moment, but definitely provided uh, something else to the user. And what happened was that it was sold out on the first 24 hours, and it was all over over the press of our country, which is very interesting because we were talking to an audience that didn't know anything about it. We created the value proposition, but we also created a a content calendar on the previous weeks to teach people What is a wallet? What is blockchain? How can you store your digital art piece on your wallet? Um, And then what can you do with that NFT? You can access the scholarship. You can access the groups that are going to talk about the art. Uh, You can get discounts if you want to print it physically. And um, we understood uh, why people want it. We understood what was the issue for them to get it, which was education. And we tried to address everything to make it more uh, uh, attractive. So it was uh, a very good result.
0: That is so interesting. You used art digitally and combined it with this technology. And since, even though a lot of people are not aware of this technology, it's art what reaches everyone.
1: Yes, and he also has a community. So there was a lot of people in... Europe, in Asia, migrants that wanted this peace, mm-hmm. and they got. To, they went to the community to ask, "Hey, um, how can I get my wallet? Uh, am I doing something right?" This is, it. and we also thought about the support, the, the real time support to all this uh, community. So, it was a very good result. And the second uh, case study that I have is basically uh, for an exchange company which offers trading services in Latin America, where where I'm from trading it's a very relevant topic because base, people basically invest and investment is a topic that has been for many time somehow uh, close to investors and something good about uh, blockchain is that it democrat it, dem, it it open investment for everyone but it's it's dangerous because Why? if you invest money and you don't know how to do it you lose your money yep. like there's nothing wrong with trading and investment but it's actually not just, oh, I'm going to put my money and it's going to grow. You need to learn about it. It's like finance. Mm-hmm. You, there's people that goes to university to learn about this for a reason. Mm-hmm. So don't just do it because you saw some YouTube or yeah. something like that. And um, the interest in Latin America is huge. Mm-hmm. There, we, we got thousands of messages of people every day uh, that wanted to use the product, but they didn't know about it. And the last thing that we wanted was people trying to use it and losing money. Mm-hmm. So we created an eight-week boot camp, and we invited the top influencers of the industry that created content to teach people. So we got around 7,000 people on the workshop. Mm-hmm. That happened every week. We also had coverage from content creators and influencers, and we were able to track the conversion from new users to trading users
0: that is a very interesting concept on the topic of trading um from what my limited knowledge uh, allows me to say it is something that requires months maybe some people even you know analyze the market for months understanding when to invest what's the right time yes. when's not the right time so this boot camp that was provided it essentially um was it eight weeks uh eight weeks boot camp that was provided. It, um, it was not only for marketing, but it also allowed um, other people to learn more about how, yes. um, you know, this entire process works.
1: And, at, and and when you work at marketing, what matters is conversion, reaching OKRs. Mm-hmm. And you need people to reach the OKRs, but you also need to be responsible if you are using this kind of uh, products for for your campaign. Because if you just throw it there and you know that there are some dangers for your users... You will get a very bad reputation. Yes. So you have to be empathic, empathetic with the user, empathic. You have to understand their journey, and you have to support her in their journey. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, this is a very important discussion because you know there are many, um, due to the boom of this technology, there's many people who are like, um, you know, very great businessmen who use this as a way to get more money, but. The best marketing technique, as you're saying, is to be ethical towards your exactly. users. So that is a very interesting concept. So uh, what is Web3's impact on marketing? You know, And how can brands engage with these communities, as you've previously mentioned? Well, the impact and uh, the their
1: importance is something that big brands are already aware of. Mm-hmm. They have new teams that are de- dedicated to understand how this works and how they can uh, get advantage of these tools to drive sales, to get more users, to provide something new. And you can see brands like Adidas, Instagram, uh, several brands under the LBMH group already developing um, these uh, strategies, partnering with, uh, industry, with, with brand industries. Uh, brands from the industry, sorry. And you can also see relevant events like the Super Bowl uh, two years ago mm-hmm. where several of the ads there were from crypto exchanges, were from crypto projects. That tells you that this is, uh, this is starting to become something regular and and it's a little bit far from that Web3 mystical world. Yes. So many brands are getting here. And that's something we have to celebrate and we, we have, that's something we also have to embrace to, to provide the opportunity uh, for more people to use this and also learn more about it.
0: And also providing them an, um, an education as to what is going on, yes. right? Because uh, many people think of this as, you know, this is something that's going to be happening in the future, not now. And no, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. here. it's here. If you go
1: to your Instagram, you will see that you can link your wallet and post your NFTs there. Whoa. And if you have a picture, anyone can take a screenshot of your picture. But if you mm. have an NFT, it doesn't matter if they take the screenshot, you actually ha- have the original piece, which is very relevant if you are talking about
0: art. Oh, that is. Would it be relevant in terms of security as well, preserving one's uh, photo digitally? Like if anyone decides to edit or change it up, so it preserves your um, identity? and your privacy as well.
1: Yeah, and actually, it tells everyone that you are you are the real owner. Mm. Oh, that's,
0: so that's very relevant because in online cases, you know, there's a lot of cybersecurity risks. So now this um, playing a role in social media, it's something that um, allows for more privacy, as you previously mentioned before. So I want to ask you another question. What are the basic essential so that marketers need to create a successful Web3 marketing campaign?
1: Well, marketing campaigns uh, for Web3 users are not different from regular campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like in theory, you will follow the same steps. Uh, yes. You will establish your objectives. You will, ident- you will identify your, I- your ideal user, which is also something that in Web3 changes a lot mm-hmm. as Web3 is The internet, basically. So you will find people that likes art. You will find traders. You will find uh, marketers, community. So you have to follow the same steps. But I will add always the component of community. You cannot just launch something. You have to design it for the community that's already there. Mm -hmm. If you want to acquire new people, that's fine. But there's an already Web3 community all over the world on several languages. That is your ideal client. And uh, my recommendation is to reach these people first because they are very passionate. So if your product and your campaign is, is relevant to them, they will even w- be willing to be your ambassadors, mm-hmm. which is something that several companies are, are uh, taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. It's not taking advantage. This also provides the opportunity of several users who are new on this to develop their skills to increase their network, and also support products they believe in. So imagine how strong is it to believe in your community that you will not only find uh, users, customers, you will find people who believe in you. And that is one of the secrets of the success of Binance. They started as a community. They started with an angel program where people all over the world believe that we need a safer internet, we need... uh, decentralized infrastructure and we need um, freedom of money for many reasons because you need to send money abroad because you need to manage your own money and all these people that had the same values supported what is today the biggest exchange in the world so you don't have to to forget about them you have Mm -hmm. to involve your community on your strategy Um, and uh, you you also have to take things to the real life Yes. Yes. It's not only online. There are are, there are a lot of industry events in real life that needs value. And if you have an activity that brings value, that will be very, very relevant for them.
0: So it's all about bringing the people to each other, not just to your own brand, you know, just connecting them. So how do you build the community in the first place? Well, there are several places um, where the Web3 communities are alive,
1: mm-hmm. like Twitter, uh, Inst- uh, Telegram, and Discord mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to reach Web3 people, I will recommend these three tools. Mm-hmm. And if you want to build a community that's engaged, you have to create something that actually engages them. Activities, uh, bring value. Uh, there are some, as I mentioned, DAOs, DAOs. Uh, that are constantly creating workshops, uh, looking for partnerships to provide certifications, to provide access to exclusive events. So more than a community, see it as a club. Oh, you ha- yeah, that's that's how I like to see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was running communities, I wanted uh, to to make people feel like they belong to something. That's cool, and that's so cool that they will bring their friends.
0: Oh, that that's a very interesting concept. It's like. Hi, come, let's learn this together. It's really interesting and it has an ROI. Yes. So Definitely. that's, um, so it's not just anything like a hobby that you spend your time on, but a hobby which, you know, gives you return. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so and-
1: and that's why brands need to understand the needs and the motivation of their users to provide something good for them. You, this, this doesn't work as I'm only getting as a brand. Yeah. I'm getting sales, I'm getting exposure. No, you have to think about the user here.
0: So marketing and customer satisfaction kind of go hand in hand in this. Definitely. What is the future of Web3 in marketing?
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so we have to focus in the present. Because this is a market that changes very fast. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that uh, depends on how the the finance is working on the market Mm -hmm. based on the demands. And some things can change from one day to another. Mm -hmm. And when it happens, everything runs very fast. So the future is what you build today. So everyone has to focus into building products that provide utility, that are relevant for users. And then it it will it will tell us what will happen next but we have to focus on on building good things right now so
0: the future is in the now and what we Ex- perform now
1: yes especially in web3 where i've seen a lot of big projects uh, explode pos- in a positive way mm-hmm. and then disappear oh so you cannot bet for the future here yes like if you do well today if you're ethical if you're running good solutions then you have a bright future, but you have to be committed every day mm-hmm. to keep that in order to guarantee a good future.
0: So your success depends on your tribe that is behind you. Essentially. Exactly. Oh, that is that is wonderful. So now that this interview segment has commenced, let us move forward with the questions that the students from LUB have for you, Miss Garcia. So number one, you know, um our university students they're you know exploring very diverse programs at the moment, and you yourself have majored in psychology, but now you are in fintech. so would you like to elaborate on your journey to here? Sure, definitely. So, of
1: course, I I got this question several times because when people say, oh, you're a psychologist major, but you work on an exchange or you work as a consultant for fintech.
0: Yeah.
1: The cool thing about my uh, major is that it's very flexible. Psychology is a very wide subject. Yes. And my specialty is psychology, uh, customer psychology, Mm -hmm. that allows me to work on marketing. Um, but I will recommend to everyone that's working on a career and you don't know exactly what you are going to do in the future is not focus on the career. Focus on the skills that you are are learning on this career because you'll see a lot of administrators, a lot of accountants, lawyers working on on different areas because they got skills that allow them to do that. So when you focus on your skills, you even learn more. Mm -hmm. And, and, I I learned that uh, when you are working in an industry, it doesn't matter if you are a psychologist or if you are a lawyer. What matters is what you can deliver. And that's where your skills will matter.
0: So it does not matter what you major in. It doesn't matter uh, where you worked, but what you can do and what you can provide, essentially.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong. Majors are extremely important. Mm -hmm. Every major is very relevant. They have something special and that's why they exist yes but there's a lot of people that just get graduate without thinking what am I good at (laughs) like what did I learn and you might be good but you don't realize it Mm -hmm. so if you're in communications you are good at uh, simplifying information you are good at uh, not just just speaking on a podcast you are good at transmitting ideas Mm -hmm. So those skills are something that you have to identify about yourself and that will drive you to
0: success. That's wonderful. Now for my second question. For our students who are interested in going towards finance or fintech, uh, what advice do you have for them approaching this field?
1: Um, it's easier than it seems. Oh. And it's also a very big opportunity for everyone mm-hmm. that wants to develop their professional career into a very important industry. So, first step is that uh, it's okay to recognize that everyone started from zero. Yes. That's not bad. That's actually good. Um, there are a lot of projects here in the industry that uh, have an uh, ambassadors program, and they are open for people that has the will to learn and uh, they are passionate about it. So, if you have these two, you can get into these uh, ambassador, uh, ambassador programs that are available in most of the major companies. So when you enter these uh, programs, you already have uh, one foot inside the company. Oh. <laughs> so you are, you are very good. And you also are starting your career. So you are uh, starting your network there. Mm-hmm. So some people have some mixed feelings with volunteer programs, ambassador programs. But for students, this is a very relevant hack for your professional growth. So try to get involved. If you don't, if you don't make it to the ambassador programs, be part of the community. Talk on the communities. Uh, start building your career. Your career there. And Dubai is a very important city for this because you will see a lot of uh, events and conferences where you can meet key people that will bring value to your network. And once you have uh, this uh, network and this experience, you can easily apply uh, mm-hmm. to these jobs. And there's a lot of people applying to these jobs, but you have industry experience uh, from your career, but you also understand the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. That's a plus. So uh, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of people with amazing backgrounds, uh, years in in their native industry that wants to jump into Web3, but they don't understand the community. Mm -hmm. So if you start getting
0: experience, you will do very well by the time you graduate. That's great. Yes. Now, for my final question, do you think um, understanding of Web3 or understanding of, you know, fintech or blockchain should be a core skill that everyone has or, uh, you know, how everyone has skills such as in communication and leadership and project management. Do you feel that this should also be a skill to equip people for the future? Yes, Definitely.
1: Because, again, Web3 is like internet. It's basically internet. Yes. So imagine having those skills without understanding internet.
0: Yeah, that is That's true. a
1: big disadvantage. Um, once you understand uh, Web3 and how it works, mm-hmm. you can find more opportunities for your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also have uh, more tools to develop your, your product, your career sk- uh, skills. And I think everyone should learn the basics. Everyone. Because... We all use WhatsApp, for example, Mm -hmm. and WhatsApp has some technical uh, uh, skills, uh, sorry, technical parts that we don't understand, but we use it. And there will be a time where we are going to use Web3 on our daily life, and we won't need to understand the theory, but we will use it. So it's important that you prepare and you also add that plus to your, your CV.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Ms. Garcia, for answering our questions. Now this segment has elapsed. That is a wrap for today's discussion. And to wrap up this episode, remember that this is just the beginning of our exploration. If you're intrigued by the potential of Web3 communities or have questions that have, sparked by, that have been sparked by today's conversation, feel free to connect with us on our social media platforms, LUBM Middle East. We are here to foster a community of our own where ideas can flourish and discussions can continue. Thank you for being part of Smart Talks. Thank you so much for the invite. Um, We're honored to have you here. If you found this episode inspiring as I did, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share your thoughts. If Ms. Maria Angel's thought insights have resonated with you, be sure to tune in for more enlightening conversations as we continue to explore the dynamic landscape of technology. As we look ahead towards insightful conversations that will navigate the intricate paths of innovation, technology, and the future, head over to our social media pages and stay tuned for further conversation. Until next time, keep your curiosity alive, your passions ignited, and your connections decentralized. As always, keep learning with Smart Talks, powered by LUBM. Thank you.